Hello everyone, I am back with my friend, Dr. Don Sullivan. I know Dan for like forever. And this is our first time actually meeting officially in I person. I would say maybe, yeah, we, we know each other, but this is like our first time really talking and meeting in Zoom. I'm so happy to have you here. Congratulations on your new life and finished your doctorate and now you're helping people. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So if you are listening and if you're watching, keep the appointment, I mean, keep the interview till the end because I have some important questions to cover all about health and optimization and longevity and how we can actually live healthier life and use our body as the clean vessel so we can also spiritually ascend. As you know, I come from a spiritual spirituality background. I do a lot of inner work and in the process of um, doing all that work, it's so important to keep our body up and running properly because all the toxins and blocks in our physical body can actually um, slow down our growth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so today I would like to specifically talk about detox and fasting. I'm obsessed with fasting. I actually wrote a book about it. Um, but I would like to share <clears throat> with the listeners and viewers the benefits of fasting and autophagy and how, like, I want you to tell us the benefits of fasting and how can someone start and maybe sure. before we start you can share a little bit of who you are and what's your background so they know that you're the pro <laughs> goodness okay all right i'll try to keep this short it's a long background um goodness well basically i grew up i was a musician a hockey player and i my kind of career paths diverged and i chose hockey as my career path i wanted to play in the NHL. Um, and I thought that, you know, music I could always fall back on. It was, I could play, you know, the violin, the saxophone, my whole life, which are the two instruments that I play. So I pursued hockey. I got into, you know, just developing myself, my athletic performance, eating well, um, just trying to enhance my ability to perform. And so that kind of led me down the path of eating better, you know, taking supplements, researching things, you know, just finding podcasts, just really diving in. And I just loved how the body works and trying to optimize it. And so <clears throat> I got a scholarship and I played division one college hockey. And during that time, I got more and more into, you know, the performance optimization aspect. And I actually met a mentor who became my mentor um, he was an acupuncturist he was a chiropractor he practiced functional medicine and he, you know i met with him originally and i was like i'd love to enhance my performance you know what can i do and he started telling me all these things which i had just i had no idea you know eating organic and um the importance of you know lowering the sugar intake and these food allergens like gluten or dairy or soy or whatever and, you know i'm thinking i'm a division one athlete you know this is like i'm i have a pretty good diet already and so he's just like there's so many more nuances to this and you know ways that you can optimize yourself and so we started working together and 
over the next couple of years, I basically ended up um, not pursuing a professional career and in hockey and then pursuing a career in health. And so I didn't know what that would mean. Um, I started working for him, you know, just answering the phones at the front desk. I just, you know, I just knew that I wanted to be around that guy. Just, I wanted to be around that energy, that knowledge and, you know, just absorb that. So I was literally just a sponge for the next four years. I became a health coach, uh, certified bulletproof high performance coach. And during that time, just realized that I needed to, I wanted to do more, you know, I wanted more tools in order to help people. And so I decided um, to basically pursue medicine as a career and to go back to school. You know, I, I was a business management major, so I had to take all these, go back to school, take all these science classes. And then um, basically, yeah, decided that naturopathic medicine was, and that's what I am a naturopathic doctor, um, was the most in alignment with the medicine that I wanted to practice. And so fast forward, you know, four years later, four and a half years later, and here we are in, in San Diego now. Um, and so that's sort of my journey. Um, and let's see. So it is. All right. So fasting. Yeah, um, fasting and how we can detox our organs. So fasting, I, I love fasting. I just actually got done with a... I think it was like a 40, 45 hour fast a couple of days ago. Um, there are so many great benefits to fasting um, from all kinds of metabolic, you know, cardiometabolic issues, diabetes, um, cardiovascular issues, um, benefits for longevity, for gut function, you know, resting the gut, um, inflammatory processes as well. Um, you know, a lot of times people are under chronic inflammation. And they may not be even aware of that. You know, they might not have a full-blown autoimmune disease or, you know, it might not be, um, you know, very pronounced, but a lot of people are under low levels of chronic inflammation. And so that's one of the main, one of the major benefits as well of fasting is to just sort of dampen the immune system and sort of just help it to regulate things. You know, the autophagy, like you had mentioned, cell cleanup, which is huge um, for, you know, even there's more and more studies coming out, um, the benefits neurologically, you know, trying to stave off, you know, Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that. Um, and even cancer, you know, there's research on cancer on, um, you know, there needs to be more and more, you know, about the cell cleanup and, and really trying to remove those, those, um, those cancer cells before they, you know, keep growing and growing. Um, so I think, you know, those are some of the, the, I guess the health benefits, obviously there's that whole spiritual dimension as well, where you're, you know, getting your, your body, your physical body ready, you know, as a vessel for those higher levels of consciousness. And so I that's believe, a whole nother. Yeah, I believe we have power to heal ourselves. If you actually give chance to our body it will heal itself. Totally. So before we go into any kind of Western medicine or pills or regimens, I, I always suggest everyone to just give yourself 
at least a 24 hour. Go without food and see how you feel. And if you feel good, extend it to 48 hours. Mm -hmm. I'm able to, I've done 10 days once. Wow. Um, that was my reset. After the third day, I felt really good. I didn't even feel hunger. I think my hardest one was second day. End of the second day, I was really hungry. I was really like about to break and I just um, took some water with some salt. So if someone wants to fast and they've never done it, what would you suggest? What should they do? Because it's, it's not easy. <laughs> oh, for sure. No, it's not easy. Your brain goes into like, you know, protect system and then oh dad is gonna die we have to make sure that he's feeling hunger and yeah it's uh yeah it can be it can be quite difficult um so for a lot of patients what i'll recommend is sort of gradually um moving into a more i guess you'd call like a ketogenic style of a diet you know um getting the getting the body ready and I'd like to talk about something called metabolic flexibility, which I'm sure you're aware of. And, you know, probably most of your listeners are as well. Um, but, you know, just our, our body's ability to be flexible and to adapt in order to burn either glucose or fatty acids as fuel. And so, you know, when we're eating, you know, higher carbohydrate meals a lot, you know, a lot of sugar, and we're just eating like very frequently, our body doesn't really need to tap into burning its own fat, you know, so those kind of mechanisms are a little rusty, you know, I call that the cheap fuel. What's that? I call that the cheap fuel, the cheap fuel. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's what a lot of people are running on is that cheap fuel most of the time. And so that's one of the major reasons why it is difficult. And so, to make it a little bit easier and sort of some of the first steps then that somebody can take, um, you know, would be sort of limiting the amount of sugar, the carbohydrates, you know, there's so much information online about the ketogenic diet. Um, there's different ways of doing that. You know, there's ways of doing that very well, you know, still focusing on eating, you know, mostly organic foods, um, you know, getting plenty of vegetables and fiber and you can still do all that. And even most like most of mostly a plant-based diet on a ketogenic diet, it doesn't need to be, you know, sausages and whatever, um, sort of like the Atkins craze, it can be very, um, nutrient dense, if you will. So kind of focusing on that, that will start to get your body into burning more fats as fuel and getting ready for that. So then, and then sort of the first step that I usually that I like to take with patients is just telling them, okay, you eat dinner at, you know, eight o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, whatever. And then you typically eat breakfast at 8 a.m. the next morning, right? So so just either extending, so extending that time. So, you know, eating breakfast at maybe nine or 9.30, 10, or cutting back dinner to 7, 6 p.m. So just kind of starting there, I think is good for people. Um, you definitely don't want to go off the deep end if you're not ready for this. Because obviously doing a, you know, jumping into a 10-day fast like you did, that requires a lot of preparation. Four days to get ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure much more time before that, too. You know, I, psychologically. Yes. 
psychologically. I also did it for spiritual purposes. So I had an intention. It was my spiritual payment. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, more, it was easier for me because I'm very disciplined when it comes to that. Uh, I had to cut my carb intake. I don't eat much carb. I live pretty much on ketogenic lifestyle. Um, but when I started, when I decided I wanted to go 10 days, it took me three, four days. to. I failed. <laughs> my stomach was attached to my bones. I was like, okay, I have to eat. And then I realized I just started cutting carbs to a minimum. And then I started my breakfast, extended my breakfast. I start skipping breakfast. And then I came down to two meal a day. And then I came down to one meal a day. And then I was able to do my first 24 hours. Nice. And then I said, okay, you know, I, I basically take it step by step. And um, it's like this for me. If you don't work out and you want to start working out, you put a video on YouTube. It's not possible for you to just finish a 30 minute, you know, CrossFit, you will die. <laughs> not literally, but exactly. it will be very exactly. difficult. So it's baby steps. I wanted to ask you as a woman, because you specialize on hormones, um, there's this thing they talk that it's not healthy for a woman to fast because of the estrogen. Um, especially around our moon time. Can you mm -hmm. please enlighten us? So is it bad for a woman to fast or should we just watch it around our moon time because of the estrogen and testosterone and all that stuff since you are the expert on hormones? Oh, goodness. Yeah, gosh. Women's health is, is a complex um, phenomenon that I'm, I love and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm learning too. So, and I think, in, you know, in general, um, women tend to be so much better at listening to their bodies. You know, they have monthly cycles, they have changes, fluctuations in hormones, you know? And so I think that building on that, you know, um, fasting is just another dimension that you really need to listen to your body. There's so many different variables, factors, you know, how stressed are you? What other, you know, underlying conditions might you have? So it's definitely not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. I feel like for fasting, you know, it needs to just be done gently and. And brain needs sugar to produce estrogen. The goodness, I don't know the, the mechanism behind sugar and estrogen. However, I do know, obviously we have gluconeogenesis, which is, you know, producing new sugar from the liver when your body is out of its own sugar and glycogen stores, which for people listening. So glycogen is just the storage in the liver and in the muscle tissue of sugar. It's basically stored sugar in the body that you're, you know, after a certain period of time, you no longer, um, there isn't any more glycogen. Basically your body burns through it after 16 hours or 20 hours or whatever. Um, so in terms of, gosh, I, I really don't know the, the exact mechanism behind the estrogen, the fasting. Um, all I would say to women is just listen to your body, start slow, you know, make sure that you're not in a, a very stressed state 
when you try to fast, because it, it, it is a stressor on the body. So if you are in that state and your you know, your hormones are already fluctuating, um, you know, it's, I would say to try to get your body in a, in as grounded a state as possible before doing that. Perfect. Perfect. I want to talk about the most important organs that we should detox for longevity, like gut and kidneys and liver and mental health, actually mind. How do you go about it? Let's start with gut. What do you suggest what someone should do to clear the gut? To clear the gut. Well, I think fasting is incredibly helpful. You know, it, it gives the body, it gives the gut time to rest, to regenerate. A lot of people I see have leaky gut or intestinal permeability, you know, where the, basically the lining between the cells and the gut are, they're supposed to be, you know, very tight together and they kind of break apart. And so bigger molecules of food can get down and causes all kinds of effects. So fasting, it helps to heal that basically. Yeah, exactly. Basically heal that. There's other things that help too, but, um, so I think fasting is definitely helpful. Um, dietary fiber is huge, you know, for detoxification and for gut healing for hormone elimination. Um, so eating, you know, cruciferous vegetables, organic, um, cruciferous vegetables, you know, the kale, the collards, the broccoli, the Brussels sprouts, all those good things. So that's, that's one thing that's very simple to do and very powerful is we also have different phases of detox. You know, we have phase one detox, we have phase two detox. And so those are different processes that uh, require vegetables in order to properly detoxify and then eliminate. Mm -hmm. So there's all kinds of, um, you know, different herbs, different compounds like glutamine. It also helps to heal the gut. It kind of, you know, in naturopathic medicine, we're, we're taught to find the root cause. So it, it is a little bit difficult to just say, you know, these are the things that you got to do for your gut. It really depends on what's going on in the gut. What, like, do you have, is there candida overgrowth? Is there a parasitic infection? Do you have leaky gut? Is there dysbiosis? You know, do you have small intestinal bacterial overgrowth? Like what is the root cause of whatever you have going on. And then from that point, once you can pin that down through, you know, the intake with the patient or, um, you know, some different testing, there's a lot of different testing that's out there. Now it's, it's been so helpful to, in order to, you know, try to pin some of that stuff down um, to really help that person specifically with that. But in general, though, I would say the dietary fiber is huge and so many people are not doing that. So if you're healthy and not having a problem with your gut and you just want to detox it, you can just fast and eat a lot of broccoli and kale. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> what about kidneys? Kidneys. Anyone who is healthy, they just want to flush it out. Is there any way, like a natural way we can do it at home besides drinking a ton of water? I think, yeah, drinking, drinking a ton of water is going to be the best bet, you know, also fasting, also just those, you know, kind of the same, the same principles sort of apply. That's why I love this type of medicine, naturopathic medicine or functional medicine, whatever you call it. It's like, well, what's good for the kidney? Well, that's also going to be good for the liver, 
the small intestine, the heart, you know? So it's like, it's not really, it's the body is so beautiful and wonderful how where it's because it works together so much. So a lot of these things, like if your listeners, you know, you're starting to eat a little bit more fiber, that's not just going to help detoxify and heal your gut. That's going to do all these other things too, that are far reaching. And so that's, what's so inspiring too, about um, this type of medicine is that when people start making these little changes is they just really snowball and snowball. And it's just, it's like 1% better every day, just 1%. I always say everything starts in the kitchen. Definitely. Your life starts in the kitchen. If you're eating processed foods and box foods, it's going to affect your mood, right? There are chemicals in that and it messes with our hormones. That's why everything needs to be organic, grass-fed, grass-finished, proper meat. I don't know. It's I'm I'm a little bit picky about that. I rather buy a good meat than cut on my food shopping. You know what I mean? It's like my most my biggest budget besides my rent is my food. Definitely. And that's how I'm raising my babies. Um I'm an NLP practitioner and when I work with people they will complain about anger stuff, you know, like, because I'm able to delete old files in your mind. Mm-hmm. And I always start them with detox, believe it or not, uh-huh. because liver holds anger, Definitely. emotions, actually our fats hold emotion too, especially on our hip area for women. Uh, if you're angry and fighting with your wife or husband, <laughs> That's the reason. So before we start, I literally put them in like a good week long cleaning process. So I find it very, very important. I want to talk about um, saunas and cold therapy. Is there anything? But that's also kind of a detox, right? So sure, definitely. I, I love cold. I love heat as well. I try to sauna. Gosh. I need to be doing that more, to be honest, at least once a week, if not a couple of times a week. Yeah. Um, I so heard that it's actually prevents Alzheimer disease. Sonas. It definitely there. It definitely reduces. Um, yes. There's been a, there's been a lot of studies out of gosh, I think it's like Sweden, I believe. And they're looking at all cause more, all cause mortality, um, risk of Alzheimer's dementia drastically go down um, the more someone saunas. And again, there are kind of confounding variables in that equation. Like in Sweden, I know a lot of the studies were done um, in Swedish men that, you know, they're going to the sauna, they're also talking, they're, you know, de-stressing, they're, you know, that community aspect, which is so huge, you know, so every, you know we, we know how big it is ever since COVID, you know, we're, everybody's um, more isolated now. So I think that that's also a benefit too, to the cognition and the, the less risk of Alzheimer's um, instead of just purely the sauna. But for sure, undoubtedly, there are many, many benefits to the sauna. And, you know, that's one of our organs of elimination is the skin. And we have the kidneys or urine and our GI tract and, um, so that is just another way of getting things out, liberating. Um, and again, I think um, 
And then cold, I don't know exactly the effect on detoxification per se, but I do know just the anti-inflammatory benefits of cold, the heat shock proteins of both cold and hot exposure. Creating like, mitochondria and for the telemeters. Exactly. Yeah. But other people could probably say that much more succinctly than I can. Like, um, I know Rhonda Patrick is a great one that talks about heat shock proteins, um, and the benefits of sauna and cold Wim Hof, obviously with the cold, yeah. but yes, for sure. And mitochondrial function, which so many people need help with their mitochondria are suffering that, you know, the little powerhouses of the cell, which I'm sure everybody knows, but, um, so vitally important for producing energy so that we can show up in our lives the way that we that we want to. You will be surprised. You say, I'm sure everybody knows, but not everybody knows. This is why we do what we do, share, <laughs> share the information. And I cannot stress enough how inner work and the physical work is so integrated and you have to do both. Definitely. I go and do plant medicine ceremonies. And if I just did that, nothing would happen. Exactly. Or if I just did the detox and <clears throat> after my detox, I go back to my old life, nothing would happen. So I, I see that it's all integrated process. Definitely. And I, it was so, it's so interesting that you say that because I was... I was thinking on that topic and how, how many things relate that I can, I mean, just for instance, I was thinking about, you know, leaky gut, like it's the, our physical, you know, leakiness in the barrier between the external environment and our internal environment. And that causes problems. And there's also, you know, I, I feel like I, I call it our, um, our leaky, our leaky boundaries, you know, emotionally that we let in certain things that aren't healthy for us. And they cause a lot of um, disharmony in our mind, uh, you know, in our spirit. And so I think it's very, there's so many different and beautiful correlations between the physical body, the emotional body, you know, the physical or the um, spiritual body, the mental body. And so it's just, it's so fascinating. The more and more I, I dig deeper and deeper into medicine, the more of what you're saying comes, comes about. And um, one of the cool things about, you know, medicine is, um, and what you do too with the NLP is so much of it starts in the mind. Everything. Everything. It's, it's so, and, you know, and so it's like getting the mind in the right place. That's, that's critical. And then the, all the other stuff can come, you know, incorporating more di the dietary fiber, all the fasting, all this other stuff. But if you're, if your mind is not in the right place, then, you know. That's part of the mental health, I guess. Um, I always also tell my clients that if you don't know what you want in life, clean your cupboards. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So I suggest a light version of some sort of detox, especially detox on liver, um, because liver holds a lot of emotions. Totally. And we will do some NLP processes 
I will start with something super simple, some limiting belief that will be our first week. And then I will, the second week task is literally go in the kitchen, clean your drawers, clean your closet. Everything holds energy. And your environment actually is the mirror of your unconscious mind. Yes, I agree. Your body, your physical health is the mirror of your unconscious mind. So you're eating shitty food, you're going to have a shitty health. Simple as that, really. Yeah. It's yeah. as simple as that. So how are you coaching people? Are they seeing you at the hospital or where do you work? How people can contact you and work with you? What are you doing? <laughs> oh, goodness, yeah. So I'm in private practice. Okay. Um, I see people in person here in the San Diego area. And then I see I see people virtually too. So um, all throughout California. And then I am... Uh, trying to get my license in other states as well. But I do see people virtually. Um, just, yeah, so not as a, a doctor-patient relationship, but more of as a health coach, basically. Health coach. I'm able to do a lot more here in California for people. So if they need to do a blood test, you just assign, you give the tasks, and then they go do the blood test, and they send you the results, and you check all that, and all that stuff. So it's, it's so, deep down, deep down into the blueprint of their health. Yeah, I mean, and it, and I, I meet people where they're at, you know, there's, there's patients that, you know, money's not an issue, they want to just di keep digging and just get, you know, really to the root of what's going on. And for some people, um, you know, more testing is necessary. You know, there you can kind of do some surface level testing, not very expensive, yeah. um, and figure out. You know, you can between that, between the the interview with the patient, the history, you know, family history, their history. I like to do a timeline with patients. You know, from right from birth to present. That's what we do too. <laughs> nice, because you really have to know. You know what what um, I'm sure from your aspect, you're looking at the what emotional or what triggers what traumatizing events took place and i'm looking at those as well and then how they manifest physically in the body and then also you know do they have a chronic history of antibiotic use or you know whatever um there's a huge um study on adverse childhood events or the ace study which i'm sure you're aware of yes how that affect those adverse childhood event events or traumatic events in childhood affect people's healths in their adulthood. Um, but anyways, the um, getting carried away here. I know it's a rabbit hole. It is a rabbit hole, but the, yeah. So the testing um, that's, there's so many companies that are great that make it so easy. You can just go to the lab near you, get your blood drawn or even send a kit for like a saliva test or something yeah. and send it in. So how do they get in touch with you? Will you give me your um, information so I can put it on the descriptions on this video and the podcast so totally. they can contact you and get healthy? Totally. They contact me to fix some. <laughs> exactly. You guys need it. You guys need it both. You need the mental and the physical. So, yes, I, I know NLP is huge, and I definitely plan on getting my certification. For me, my teacher is the best. Okay, I will. Because I she will. does integrated NLP. It's not just NLP. You can actually 
download the processes online and just read through. That's not how it, how she does it. Gotcha. Like you have to literally go through everything yourself first, and they integrate it there. I actually had the hardest three days of my life. First three days was very difficult for me to understand that I created all the bad and the good, and I created things without knowing that I was doing it on, on default, my unconscious beliefs, because NLP, we use a quantum language, so it bypasses your conscious mind and they're able to speak to your unconscious directly and the answers coming from me, I was shocked. <laughs> I'm like, what? That sucks. And now you go into this like dark place. I'm like, oh my God. And then you play the pity party a little bit. It's like, poor me, but mm -hmm. she gets you out and she basically, you know, shakes you into yourself and you can start this fully integrated new life with your new blueprint. So it's very, it's very important to have a healthy body in order to have a healthy life. Totally. I couldn't without, without one, it, it, the, it, the, the balance is off. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming over. Yes, you're welcome. Anytime. Um, I would love actually everyone to send me a message and let me know what you want Dan to answer. Um, you can also follow him also on his socials, which I will be posting all the information. So I'm so happy you came. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. Anytime, anytime. Thank happy you. to be here. Thank you. Alrighty, take care.